0: hello and welcome to disenfranchise the only podcast that I know of bold enough daring enough to answer the question hey do you know that that was they were wanting to make a franchise out of that uh, I am one of your hosts Stephen Foxworthy uh joining me uh, as always my co-host Brett Wright Brett how are you today sir uh, I'm
1: doing pretty good I had some trouble parking my space rig coming in today but uh
0: they're unruly man they're unruly. they are they're, they're hard to control all in the freight that you're hauling yes But, you know, in times like that, you just got to put the pedal to the metal and play footsie with fate. And there you go. You're you're all set. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Also joining us today, our very first ever special guest, uh, friend of the podcast and uh, architect of the Endless Elsewhere Meta Narrative series, uh, J.P. Leck. J.P., how are you?
2: Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. I appreciate it.
0: We are thrilled to have you on as our very first guest.
2: I am honored to be the very first guest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're, You're f- kind of our number one fan, so which I mean, absolutely.
2: Oh, uh, um, at work, I work nights. Um, Wednesday turns into Thursday, and I start checking my phone for that disenfranchised to drop, and it gets me through the night. So I appreciate it.
0: Hey, we're happy to help, man, and you've you've been uh, a vocal supporter uh, of us from day 1, which we of course very much appreciate. Uh you're a friend of the show and so it, it seemed only right that when we needed to get our first guest on the on the pod that we brought you along. So thank you so much for uh for joining us today, man. Thank
2: you. I appreciate it. Like I said, it's my honor.
0: We're we're very excited to talk about this movie. Excited? Brett, uh, yeah believe it or not <laughs> i think we're more excited to talk about this movie with you uh to be very quite good. honest with you <laughs> very good <laughs> um but the movie itself i found more enjoyable than i expected to brett what movie are we talking about today uh we're talking about space truckers space truckers from 1996 directed by the great Stuart gordon starring uh dennis hopper steven dorf debbie maser uh who else is in this thing barbara crampton is in this. Uh, You've got George Wendt for a couple of scenes. Mike, I think his name, Mike Hurley? is that his name? Um, Great character actor whose face I recognized for like the five seconds he's on screen. Um, Vernon Wells, the great Vernon Wells. Uh, Mike Haggerty, that's his name, the guy I was thinking of. Um, Really weirdly great cast for this movie. And of course, the legendary Charles Dance. Yeah, it's like, why are you forgetting Charles Dance? The man
1: is like He's Benedict. He's one of my favorite, all-time favorite movie villains. <laughs> and we'll,
0: we'll definitely get to that movie one of these days as well. <laughs> but yes, I mean, he gets the and in the credits. It makes sense that he should get the and in my rambling off all the people that are in this movie. Right? Probably. That's what I'm going with. Anyway, uh, so what we did in in selecting Space Truckers uh basically
2: Joseph, let, me, let me let me let me chime in there let me please i was about he, to hand it off to you he was uh he was doing the royal we there actually i requested space truckers when they yeah. asked me to be on the show i was like i want to see a movie that i've never seen before i want it to be something ludicrous and i got my wish in both cases so yeah. you have me to blame for space truckers if you watched it and hated it
0: <laughs> and here's the thing there's only one way to watch this movie now and that is unless you own it and if you own it on uh blu-ray or not blu-ray it's not released on Blu-ray. if you own it on dvd or vhs uh or you can own it uh, digitally by going to amazon.com and uh, purchasing it for seven dollars which is what yes. all of us did
2: yep absolutely now we all own this movie forever <laughs> for good or ill we own yeah it.
0: i mean we own it as long as amazon says we own it sure 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 without physical media there is nothing to own uh, but yeah su- such as such as ownership exists in those sen- in those uh circumstances yes we do all own this movie um and so yeah uh and so now if you've watched this movie you own it too um but yeah so we're we're here to talk today about Stuart gordon's uh space truck so i was I, that was i guess my you've kind of answered preemptively answered my question joseph which is why this movie uh, why <laughs> that was space it. truckers
2: uh, um i think it was the title um well now i i slightly misunderstood because i thought it was based on the classic shakespearean play by the same title right of course uh, A, but upon upon <laughs> upon viewing it last night it turns out it's something else entirely
0: right not so much for anyone else going if, on here if
2: you were wanting to see the shakespeare version of space truckers this was not it <laughs> no
1: I'm sure Kenneth Branagh is working on an adaptation to
0: direct. Oh, I'd watch point.
2: that. I'd watch that. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'd, I'd Sign watch me a, up for that. I'd watch a remake of this starring Kenneth Branagh. Quite frankly, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kenneth Branagh is John Canyon: Colon the Space Trucker, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that would be that would probably be the title. It would be like Col- John Canyon: Colon Space Trucker absolutely. would be the title, and then it would like roll out on a whole franchise of John Canyon films. <laughs> of course, we talked on our. uh a couple weeks ago on our Artemis Fowl episode uh, about uh, Kenneth Brana and his desire to, to be a franchise guy. So uh feels, feels weirdly fitting that he's, he's coming up to, I also just watched uh tenant for the first time yesterday as of the recording of this episode,
2: not to uh, digress, but how is tenant?
0: It's pretty good. Yeah. is it? It's good. I liked it. Um, it is. I would, I'm just going to summarize my letterbox review here, I guess. Sure. Uh, it is not necessarily uh, Christopher Nolan at his best but it is certainly Christopher Nolan at his most. Like oh, okay. he is doing the most Christopher Nolan. Uh, it's not his best movie, but it's also not his worst movie. It, it neatly falls in the middle, at least for me. Uh, I think I have it at about eight of 12 in his filmography,
2: okay. but
0: that's, I think only one of his films is actually bad.
2: So which do you, one is with that do you one? want to say?
0: I, I Would Would either of you care to guess which of his films I think is the, Ooh. is the bad one.
2: Brett, what do you think?
1: Hmm. I feel like
0: I know this, though. You should know this. this. I should know this. Shout it out, man. What do you got? <clears throat> don't overthink it. Really, don't overthink it. Now, is it? It's not Dark Knight Rises. Is it? <laughs> it is Dark Knight Rises. It is yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Hey, okay. got it. In one. All right. Very good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the one I don't like. So, um, but yeah. And, and part of that is it came out the same year as Avengers, which kind of blew it out of the water. Uh, and sure. also part of it is it seems really unfocused because Nolan didn't want to do a third one. And then he comes on and does a third Batman movie and it just feels like he didn't want to do it and they kind of mm. made him. So, but uh, but Tenet, it definitely feels like a movie he wanted to make and uh, definitely feels like a movie he did make and he made it a lot. He <laughs> just, he, he just it's him doing the most. Made the crap right out of it, huh? He Oh man, did he ever direct that movie? <laughs> just... <laughs> he just directed it to the hilt man just directed the hell out of it yeah that's right just uh, so much direction in that movie no it's good um the performances are great uh john david washington is fantastic uh robert pattinson's really good kenneth brana is in it part of my digression which is what got us here uh playing uh, an over-the-top russian um which is if he's not playing a Shakespearean character over the top Russian is the mode. I want to see Kenneth Ryan. <laughs> and in fairness, he's most of the time he's playing it really close to the vest, but there's like one or two scenes where he lets it out of the cage a little. And you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're hitting the sweet spot, baby. Nice. So yeah. So, um, Brett, I, I don't think I need to ask, but do you have any uh, familiarity or, uh, uh, any any kind of history with Space Truckers? No,
1: no. Outside of like seeing commercials for it on the Sci Fi Channel back when it came out, thinking it was just like a low budget, you know, sci fi original film. That's what well, I thought
0: it was. I mean, you have every right to think that. Uh, apparently, it got a theatrical release, but uh, well, I guess we'll get to we'll, we'll get to to that later because uh, there's there's some things to be said with regard to that and uh, the internet. Um, yeah same it was just kind of one of those movies i had heard about it honestly i had heard about it because of its producer peter newman is the father of the host of one of our favorite podcasts, blank check with griffin and david griffin newman Um, really yeah and and according to that retrospective article that brett mentioned uh before we started recording there's this huge long retrospective article which is probably honestly the definitive written work on space truckers (laughs) if if we're being really honest um according to that Mm. it was it was peter newman and his producing partner that really are to thank for this movie even getting made at all because if it hadn't been for their tenacity and really fighting to get it made uh greg johnson i think is his name uh it probably would not have gotten made at all but i i had heard griffin mention it on i think uh one of the patreon episodes of uh, blank check special features and was uh was intrigued i'm like there's a movie called space truckers and i looked it up and i read the synopsis and it ended on kind of a sequel hook cliffhanger thing and i'm like was this thing supposed to be a, a franchise and I, I dug into it a little deeper and there was some vague oblique talk about a possibility of a sequel so i was like all right it's going on the list and then it from there you you saw it on the list and decided hey i want to talk about this movie and that's right
2: <laughs> that is what happened
0: <laughs> and here's the thing if you had told me um, that this is a movie that you had watched growing up i would have absolutely believed that
2: see here's the strange thing is this i should have seen this movie i raided the video store for the straight to video crap just just terrible movie something like space truckers would have like caught my attention as a kid but for some reason this one just slipped through the cracks so upon you know seeing what it could be as an adult i was like well i'd like to see this
0: prior prior to this podcast i used to host a podcast with jp's brother uh sam mm-hmm. and uh this seems like the kind of movie that sam would have defended to his dying breath <laughs> because he had watched it growing up like every saturday as a child sure sure, sure. Um, just it has that kind as i'm watching it i'm like Seriously, Joseph said he hadn't seen this, but this seems like something he totally we, would have watched.
2: He, Sam and I should have grown up with this movie. We grew up with many other movies like it, but like I said, somehow this one just fell through the cracks.
0: Oh, which is a, which is a cry and shame. But but
2: Parker. now we are we are that wrong here in the year 2021.
0: That's right. <laughs> 2021 has already started out well because it has started out with us having seen Space truckers, Amen. the 20, 1996 <laughs> movie directed by Stuart Gordon and starring Dennis Hopper and Steven Dorff and Debbie Mazur um oh man this this movie so uh what about what about the works of Stuart Gordon? Do either of you guys have any familiarity with Stuart Gordon because I literally have one other Stuart Gordon movie that I have seen, and I only watched it for the first time like two years ago so what is what is your guy's familiarity with Stuart Gordon
2: um well, I mean there's the reanimator movies, which is kind of his you know what he's known for most He directed um, the first one of those. Oh did he only do the first one?
0: I think he only did the first well he did a few other Lovecraft adaptations, but I think the only one of that particular franchise that he directed was the first one, was just reanimator.
2: And I think my favorite work of his, there was a show called Masters of Horror, which brought on like lots of old horror directors and writers. And he did one called The Black Cat about Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, I have heard of that. As Edgar Allan Poe, and it's fantastic. It's so good.
0: We do stand Jeffrey Combs on this podcast. I didn't know he did that. That's a I man. Yep. I've
1: seen. I've seen more Stuart Gordon stuff than I thought. Then hey, yep. all right, that was him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, when I first asked that question, they're like, "I don't know, dude." But yeah, so you, so you have seen some Stuart Gordon.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, so I just didn't. I've seen I didn't know.
2: I, I didn't know that there was also space truckers Stuart Gordon,
0: which honestly seems like such a weird kind of diversion in his filmography Absolutely. overall because he's he's a horror guy like through and through and then there's this movie which he co-writes he's got he's got a co-story credit on this one uh, alongside ted mann who is the sole credited screenwriter on the film um but yeah he's mostly a horror guy reanimator from beyond dolls future episode of this podcast dolls uh robot jocks the Pit and the Pendulum. He Fortress. did Robot
2: Jocks? Oh, yeah. man. Now, see, that was one that Sam and I grew up with. I okay. know Robot Jocks. <laughs> okay.
0: Fortress with Christopher Lambert. Castle Freak. That full moon direct-to-video Castle Freak. Full moon, woo. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're probably a full moon junkie.
2: Oh, I'm a huge full moon guy.
0: Um, and then Space Truckers. And then <laughs> right after Space Truckers, the wonderful ice cream suit. He is also a credited screenwriter- On honey i shrunk the kid oh okay the 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 disney movie honey i shrunk the kid he directed a single episode of honey i shrunk the kids colon the tv show interesting which i think i might have vaguely remembered being a television show but probably not really at the same time crazy and then he goes back to horror does dagon king of the ants edmund stuck like kind of the, the masters of horror episodes that we mentioned earlier, like slips back into that stuff. Uh, but it seems like for a, for a little bit there, he tried to break out of that, that horror genre uh, a tad. Uh, and it didn't seem to work for him very well. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but I mean, to be fair,
1: those, the, those robots in space truckers kind of, they're, they're kind of scary.
0: They're, that's some horror movie stuff. It is, for sure. And those robots, honestly, it's kind of like if the Xenomorphs and the Terminators had a baby, Yeah, it would be those robots. And then if you put those in space balls, you have space truckers. Like, that's what this movie is.
2: <laughs> I mean, how many movies do you watch where the Terminator creature has, like, a particle beam head, but then it can also do, like, kung fu kicks and has a Swiss Army arm with a sword on it? Finger I mean, I, I, I did I did like the I did like the robots. I the, will say that I liked the robots the very much.
0: Top to bottom, production design on this movie is next level insane. Yes, I there's from the first moment, like after we zoom in on Titan, the the moon of Saturn, where most of the early part of this movie takes place. Mm-hmm. Past the you know crappy CGI where you actually zoom in on the planet, I'm immediately invested in everything that this movie has to offer because the production design is just so weird. And you can tell that
2: they were proud of it because it's so overlit. It is the brightest movie. So bright, so so colorful.
0: Like, I think they were rebelling against like the 2001, like sterile Mm. kind of, and really embracing like the lived in space feel of like Alien and Star Wars, the original Star Wars, not the prequel crap. Right, right, right.
2: Right. Hey, have you guys talked about Star Wars in this podcast? You know, one of these days we're going to.
0: No, we haven't. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking
2: about. I'd love to be on for a Star Wars episode.
0: (laughs) One of these days the world will know our thoughts about Star Wars, but it will not be this day.
2: I I respect you guys refraining from that whole mess. I I respect you for that. It's it's a
0: cluster that honestly we probably are better off not getting involved in, quite frankly. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's it's not going to cause riffs on the internet. It's not going to get us any any uh, hate thrown at us. It's not going to sure, sure. almost threaten to dissolve our friendship. No, none of that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm very good. It I mean, never got that bad. It did not get that bad. You just you were just really mad at me when I texted you one night. Yeah, yeah, you right. <laughs> Which I mean, let's be honest, that's not the first time that's happened either. So.
2: That's that's no. honestly the sign of a healthy friendship when you can when you can send each other angry texts in the middle of the night.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that, honestly, it's more or less how it happened. Like I'm just like t- texting him jokes, and he's like, "You know what?" And I'm like, "Oh
2: shoot, what <laughs> a bridge too far, Stephen. A yeah. bridge too far." Like,
0: Stephen didn't know
1: that was the last straw. It wasn't his fault. The I game, had no idea.
0: Like... <laughs> I didn't even know there was any straw there to begin with. I was just like, hee, funny text." Nope. <laughs> nope.
1: Mm. I was like, "Look here, you son of a bitch." <laughs>
0: Not quite so harsh language, no, but no. I mean, uh-huh. we were just kind of like, oh, come on, man. And I was like, oh, oh, did I? Oh, my. Oh, no. But we talked it out. We're good. Very, we're good, still, very good. We're still recording episodes, which honestly, if we weren't friends, we wouldn't be doing this. So <laughs> it's good. Um, anyway, hey, let's get back
1: on track. We need to talk about the plot of this movie, don't we? we
0: absolutely do. And Joseph, because you are our guest, mm-hmm. um, I felt only fair for sure. us
2: to relinqu- do it together and i set it out got it <laughs> oh, wait <laughs> for us yeah, what's happening
0: completely <laughs> relinquish control of the the plot in 60 seconds to you as our guest
2: okay i have a question um i have some very scrawling notes can i use that or i have to do it from memory Is that no. make it harder
0: if you if you have notes use notes man okay don't make this right. harder on yourself than no, you the amount of times can...
1: that we got to pull up wikipedia to reference it as we're doing it
2: correct okay. all the time i yeah. may cheat a little, i may cheat a little bit then we'll see
0: and that's and that's absolutely okay here's the thing the the podcast that i that i stole this bit off of mm-hmm. uh you can tell they absolutely write out their their 60 second plot descriptions is what they call oh, it see, that's you can true. tell they, they and they just like read through them so okay you know i i, I feel don't, better than yeah absolutely <laughs> do what do what you need to do to get through it man i will i've got 60 seconds on the clock for you and I will let you know just as soon as that time. Actually, I'll let you know at 60 or 30 seconds and at 10 seconds. Uh, hey, hang on, on I got to gotta limber up. Hang on. Absolutely. <laughs> do you you know, sh- get ready. Your stretches, your calisthenics, Prepare. little okay. Tybo action while you're at it. Yeah, there you go.
1: You know, it's it's way more fun if you forget half the plot. I mean, you're a regular listener. You know, it's it's, I'll, it's I'll, way fun. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> look, front load it. Front load like 45 seconds with the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then rush through That's, the end. That is.
0: <laughs> That's Brett's like stock and That's, trade, man. That, is, that <laughs> is my way of doing it. That's so his bit. So feel free
2: to borrow it. Very good. All right. I'm going to so, be a footsie with fate here. Let's go. There
0: you go. Play play footsie with fate, baby. <laughs> all right. Your, your 60 seconds starts now.
2: Okay. So it's the year 2196. Um, there's these two guys. One is clearly a scientist because he has glasses. They are part of what turns out to be some sort of like R&D experiment where these robots are trying to break into this fortress and it kills all these people. Um, the the other guy, the the bad guy we find out who's gonna be like some sort of tyrant who wants to do a coup on planet Earth, kills the scientists, takes the robots, and leaves. Uh, then we cut to what's his name? John Canyon. He's a he's a he's the titular space trucker. He's hauling what turns seconds. out. Oh balls. Um and then they meet Steven Dorf and the one girl with the Queen's accent, and then they fight the bad guys and Oh crap! You messed me up with the thirty seconds. Where are we? There was uh, uh, a they escape. They do the stuff. They fight the bad guys. The end. Ten seconds. I don't need that ten seconds. (laughs) Actually, I needed that ten seconds thirty seconds ago. He does. He doesn't need that. Wow, that is that's tough, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) That's a lot harder than it seems. It it is. Every week it's hard. come on, guys! You can do it in sixty seconds. No, that's that's rough. Yeah.
0: That's, I mean, that's part of the fun. And usually like when I hear 30, that's when I'm like, oh really Cra-? Like that's, that's the, that's what, that's
2: what happened to me. I was just about to get to the square hogs from Mars thing. And I was like, oh no, I can't cram the rest of the movie into 30 seconds.
0: Yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, you're, you're spending a lot of time on those opening, like 10 minutes.
2: I'm a writer. I can't help it. I want to just lay everything out.
0: It's true.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's that's true. the
2: problem. Maybe that's why I do
1: that.
0: Like, there just, you go. Yeah. I all down. Way, so
2: you want to tell the story. You can't just rush it
0: absolutely but here's the thing you've only got 60 seconds to tell the story so part of being a good writer is knowing how to edit that's true (laughs) although most most writers are like we'll just write now and we'll edit later unfortunately editing on the fly not a great not a skill every writer is known for not so so easy
2: no 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 be forgiven not at all
0: uh so yeah um the the girl with the queen's accent and you said that and i immediately thought queen's english so i but no Sorry, oh, Queens, New York, Queens, New York. Yeah, Debbie Mazur is like the most New York actress ever.
2: I, I, lo- I really enjoy her and I love that voice. I love her she, accent. She's Fantastic. great.
0: And it's a shame that she never got to be bigger. Let's actually, let's since we're talking about Debbie Mazur right now, let's pull her up and take a look at her career real quick.
2: My wife was citing various things from the 90s that she was in, such as Beethoven 2 and something else.
0: Yes, that's I that was like, oh, my first from... exposure to Debbie. Is Maser. that where you knew her from too? <laughs> Beethoven' second is the name of that movie. Oh, of
2: course, of course.
0: Uh, most people of our generation or actually maybe probably the generation right before ours mm-hmm. uh, know her as uh, Jane from Empire Records. Uh, Damn the man, etc. Right.
2: I had forgotten Dang. about that. Yeah. I know Empire Records.
0: Okay, yeah, it's 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 a classic. Yeah. It's one of those movie. Gen X classics. Unfortunately, we're all technically millennials, so. Oh yeah. Uh, but what, I mean, she was she had a bit part in Batman Forever, which is the first of the Batman films that I saw. Hmm. Uh, she oh, is.
1: She's she's one of Two Faces.
0: Yes, she uh, spice. yes.
1: she's Spice. She's Spice. 're very more
0: important yeah, yeah, so both Empire Records and uh, Batman forever coming out in nineteen ninety five so she's like already like all of this all of these credits are like in her wake by the time she gets to space truckers. Hmm. she had done something with um Ted Mann, the author of this film, or the screenwriter of this film because the author is Stuart Gordon, we all know that, um, but she had done something with him and he had a tv show called the civil war called civil wars is what she had done and he really liked her so they they wrote this character with her in mind like Mm. as soon as they put her voice to the character like the like it just kind of organically fell out um so yeah she was the only person that they wrote a character for specifically uh was debbie maser but uh what else has she been and she has an uncredited role in casper a spirited beginning I'm, I'm trying to hit the the keys here, and unfortunately, there are not a lot of them here. I guess one of the big ones for her is uh, Entourage. She plays uh, Vinny Chase's, uh, what do you call it? agent or manager, not agent, manager on, um, on Entourage, uh, which is a show that uh, at one point in my life I watched.
2: I was about to ask, did anybody here follow Entourage? I'm pretty I sure that Brett and I did not.
0: I did not follow it when it was on. It was one of those things like the DVDs were really cheap at half price books one day. So I just bought them and watched them. And then after I got through, I think, all but like the last season, I was like, why did I watch that? <laughs> <laughs> and then sold them all back to half price books. It, it's it's a it's a show I barely remember having watched, uh, but mm. it's something that I know I did actually watch at some point. Okay. But yeah, um, but yeah, no Debbie Mazur, uh, great. But yeah, so we all have our kind of touchstone moments with Debbie Mazur. Beethoven's Second, Batman Forever, Empire Records, good stuff. Uh, she's great. What's she up to now? Um, she was on an episode of At Home with Amy Sedaris last year. So there you go. Nice, nice.
2: Uh,
0: and uh, played herself on an episode of a show called Katie Keen and a character named Dolores on a show called Power. So I mean, she's she's still working. She's mostly, it looks like she's mostly doing TV these days. But yeah, very good, very good. Yeah. Debbie Mazur, we want to see more of you. Do more, do more stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Hollywood, bring back Debbie Mazur. Hashtag bring back Debbie Mazur. Let's make that the <laughs> trending hashtag for this episode. Come on the podcast, Debbie Mazur. Debbie Mazer come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you on. We'll we'll, we'll bring back Joseph for that episode. Please do, and probably his wife too. Oh yeah, because something tells me Lindsay's a fan
2: she is she very much is
0: yeah and honestly I think she's really great in this movie this movie unfortunately doesn't give her a lot to do um she's mostly kind of just exists as an object of lust for every male character in this film and spends half of it in her underwear uh but you know she's she's doing she's doing what she's asked to do she does very well
2: this is true
1: i mean she gets a like a bit of a female empowerment moment there when she takes out charles dance's character
0: starts pulling wires and (laughs) yeah pulling tubes and leaving him a a quivering mass of uh flesh and metal on the floor
2: Um, cyborg captain hook
0: yeah that's that's basically what that is (laughs) yeah interesting The the uh i I can't get over again i i feel like i'll i'll end up saying this will be my repeated mantra for this episode but the just the look of this film I cannot say enough good about it. Like it's really something for, for the budget they had, which is from what I can tell, probably about 25 million, maybe a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, This film looks just spectacular. I was saying before we started, you can see all of it up there on the screen. Like it's, it's all there. Like you can tell how they spent their money and they spent their money pretty well.
2: Sure. It's a, it's, it's very comic booky. Like they really went for a certain aesthetic and they certainly nailed it. It was quite good. You were
0: saying before we recorded, like, it's, it's very bright. It's very colorful. Yes.
2: yes. It was, they, they really wanted to highlight and show you everything that they did, which is probably for the best in a movie like that. You've got to play to your strengths. You really got to like show the audience what you did. And I think they did it well. I liked it. It was a very fun movie. It was ridiculous, but fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed my hundred and however long this was, however many uh, minutes this 90, was. 90,
0: 92.
2: Was it? Oh man, it felt yeah. so much longer. Okay. <laughs> in a good way, a good I, way. And,
0: okay I was gonna say that could go either way That's hashtag one of
2: the- bring back Debbie May
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes please hashtag bring back Debbie May sir.
1: but uh no but like I really I like I love the design and the fleshing out of the world so much that I I legit thought this was based on something I was surprised right. to hear that it's completely an original idea
2: it did have that field in it yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it felt like a comic is, book.
0: It's so specific, like even the jokes at the beginning with like with all the brand names, like Interpork and <laughs> Liquid Beef, and um, oh, what was the there was a Cuban restaurant? It was Rubik's Cubic uh, Rubik's Cuban Cuisine. Oh, I missed um, that. That's funny. Oh, like all the all the like billboards and stuff, like the him putting uh, mustard on a hot dog in zero gravity, like. <laughs> All they really stuff. love that zero gravity effect, don't they? they oh used my word. It so, much. so much. And it's kind of one of those things, like we've got this effect and we know we can pull it off. Why not just use it in every scene?
2: Well, I mean, you say pull it off, but you, the wires, they they didn't make too much of a of a hassle to disguise the wires in a lot of places look man they've only got
0: 25 million to deal it's with.
2: true i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna
0: begrudge them for that <laughs> production de- was delayed for six months in ireland while they tried to get like a studio um like, oh, wow. it, yeah it was it, it was a whole thing
1: well that, that's the fascinating thing in the retrospective that i remember reading is they knew they didn't have the budget anymore to like edit out the wires so they did like misdirection when they were filming it yeah. To, to like try their best to make your eye look somewhere else.
2: Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah.
0: So that, that was fascinating. Yeah. And here, I mean, here's the thing. Um, I didn't care one way or the other because I was yeah. like, is this a great movie? No. But did I have fun? Yeah. Absolutely. It's and a I, I've said it on this podcast before. I said it in our very first episode. Like I love world building. And from the first moment, the world building in this thing is so complex like, you can tell everybody really put a lot of thought and effort into the world that they were creating. And because of that, it feels very lived in. It feels very real. I would love to see more movies set in this world that is so bright and colorful, but yet dirty and dingy. And, <laughs> you know, there's, there's space Denny's. Like (laughs) Space Denny's is in this book. George Went. That was great. Yeah, George Went gets sucked out the window of Space Denny's. (laughs) And you love to see it. Like it that was a fun effect. Like I had a I had a great time watching that.
2: I think the highlight for me was when he went to the ladies' room in the stall and then the android sitting there and he like pulls her head back and types in a code and it's a secret elevator i i adored that that was probably the highlight of the film for me
0: that is very that's That's so good very total recall kind of (laughs) very very total recall absolutely like just all this the the world building and It also has like echoes of Terry Gilliam's Brazil, like scattered in there. Like you can tell that there were all these different influences that they kind of played with, but there's no one film that really influenced the look of it. You can tell it's kind of a hodgepodge and it really does end up looking like its own completely different thing. Sure.
2: Now we uh, have discussed the production value and the world building. Um, I'd like to touch briefly on the writing. Yeah. i have some quotes here that i scribbled down while i was watching
0: oh i can't wait
2: um first one here is if i had an anus i'd soil myself
0: i <laughs> that got a chuckle out of me <clears throat> yeah Let's h-
2: hold for applause on that one
0: yeah oh, second yeah. one.
2: <laughs> second one. and my personal favorite from our good friend debbie does anyone hear something back there that sounds like something back there <laughs> i'm gonna hit you with that again you do <laughs> Does, does, does I, anyone
0: <laughs> I, do, I remember this line, but at the same time, I don't remember this line.
2: Lindsay, my wife and I looked at each other like that's that's golden. So so the robots are breaking into the, the rig, the 18 wheeler, the spatial 18 wheeler. Right. <laughs> and they hear them, and she chimes in with, Does anyone hear something back there that sounds like something back there? And I just Ah, uh, it was great. It was chef's kiss moment. Oh,
0: <laughs> you've got to put that line in the next I'm, thing you write. I'm, as stealing, that. Space <laughs> I'm 100% stealing that. I'm 100
2: stealing that. I'll mad. call it an homage, but I'm just going to steal it. I'll be, I'll be mad if you don't. Quite
0: frankly, because that's I, that's pure gold right there, man. I, is, I, I too is. have a couple quotes. That
1: oh, please oh, <laughs> do. I love um, this. So the first one was when they're when they're escaping the diner, right? And and John makes a single sharp turn. Right. To like to <laughs> throw it. Yep. And Mike is like, that's some of the best driving some I've the ever, best seen. Driving
0: ever seen. I've ever seen. And that's when we get the uh the um oh, I just forgot the line. Uh pedal to the metal and um play footsie Playing with fate. Footsie yeah. with fate, yeah. Which apparently was an ad lib by Dennis Hopper. Yeah,
1: Dennis Hopper ad lib's that line.
0: Well, wow, okay. Something I learned by reading that retrospective, man. <laughs> reading metal, kids. <laughs>
1: Read that retrospective. <laughs> Lynn, we're going to link that in the episode description. Go read
0: that. Yeah, go yeah. read that. Yeah, for sure. It's um,
1: great. And then my second one, this this one killed me. Like, yeah, I laughed so hard because it was so clever. Um, when Charles Nance's character is threatening uh, Cindy. Um, and was it? I, and then, uh, was it Mike? Yeah, Mike. Mike tries to get like distract him and he gets mad and then um John is like uh no he disrespects the brave way you confront your disability.
0: Yeah, that that was a good. I liked that one a lot. <laughs> that one did get a that one got a legitimate laugh out of me. I I did.
1: Like that was some like surprisingly <laughs> clever writing that caught me off
0: guard. Yeah. There there is here's the thing. There's there's some gold in them Dar Hills um you know and i'm I'm watching this going i i came in with such low expectations and they were exceeded by so many different parts of this movie like i was i'm like 10 minutes in and i texted brett i'm like i'm 10 minutes into this thing and i'm kind of having fun and you're like absolutely. yeah i enjoyed it. it's pretty good <laughs> i was like all right cool all right i'll just surrender myself to this this movie and it's absolutely ridiculous like it's not but you know I'm, I'm having a good time it's not like i'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater. and i there are legitimate criticisms that can be made of this film um but by the same token i don't want to necessarily make them because i just had a good time like it's just a dumb empty your brain kind of movie it's popcorn That's
2: man 100 correct yes it yeah,
1: feels right. like punching down to really like insult the stuff in this movie like they were doing their best like leave them alone <laughs>
0: <laughs> leave space truckers alone <laughs> hasn't it suffered enough (laughs) made 2 million on a 25 million dollar budget come
2: on you don't know you weren't there
0: (laughs) hashtag justice for space truckers hashtag justice justice for space space truckers Uh, welcome speaking of of justice welcome back to the podcast Dennis Hopper Uh, speaking of our very first episode he played uh, Koopa in uh, our first episode on Super Mario Brothers Um, and I knew this movie had to be at least something because he made this after Super Mario Brothers, but went to his grave saying that Super Mario Brothers was the worst thing he'd ever made. Uh, so I knew there had to be something here. but I, honestly, hmm. this movie has a lot in common with Mar- with Super Mario Brothers in that you know there's very ambitious world building happening, you know, a world that kind of feels you know very lived in. But I think this movie is far more successful in just about every front. Uh, than Super
2: Mario Brothers was.
0: That's my personal feeling. I don't know how how either of you guys would feel, but that's that's where I I'd I'm agree at. with
2: that. I had a better time with this than I did with Super Mario Brothers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would
2: say that, yeah.
0: I was going to say, Brett, you, of the three of us, you're probably the most favorable on Super Mario Brothers. I mean,
1: I am, but, you know, you, you got to separate, like, the nostalgia of it all and be like, yeah. if you took out the nostalgia for my love of Mario Brothers, which one do I like more? And it's probably Space Truckers.
0: And I'll be honest, this this comes at a time when Dennis Hopper's uh star has begun to fade. You know, gone are the glory days of blue velvet. Like this is post Super Mario Brothers. Uh he's also I mean he has done speed, so there's a there's a mark in his good column. Uh true romance, mark in his good column. Uh but then Waterworld. Uh speaking of, you know,
2: just like I, full full disclosure here, I enjoyed Waterworld quite a bit. As a kid and probably as an adult, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I went to the theater. I th- think I was the only person in the auditorium, but it's I went to the surprising. theater to see this movie, and I remember enjoying it very much.
0: Um, I, uh, I, I, I talk about this on our- Hashtag
2: justice for Waterworld. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead.
0: I, no, I talk about this on the episode that we, uh, we recorded last, which has not come out yet as of the time of this recording, uh, for, mm-hmm. for The Saint. Uh, I talk about how when I was a kid, I used to uh, not realize that movies could be bad. Like when I is, that the, a movie is that the in the val theater. kilmer
2: spy yes yes
0: movie yes. based on the roger moore television show which is itself based on a series of novels
2: i don't know that i ever saw that or not
0: uh i mean you're not missing much <laughs> <laughs> nope. look forward to that episode <laughs> yeah look, look forward to that
2: uh
0: which our listeners have already heard and by listeners i mean you because you're probably one of our main listeners um but yeah, no. Uh, so, like any movie I saw in theaters, like it didn't occur to me that that movie could be bad. So I saw The Saint in the theaters. I was like, "This movie's great." And then I watched it a couple weeks ago to record our episode on. I was like, "I thought this was good. Like this is trash." Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed Space Truckers more than I enjoyed The Saint. Quite so. Frankly.
2: The 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 childhood nostalgia of The Saint didn't rescue it for you in adulthood the way that oh. Mario Brothers did for our friend Brett here.
0: No, but I'm oh, I'm okay. I'm most likely I'm probably more likely to question my nostalgia for things mm. um, than than Brett is, uh, and that's just like my personality. Uh, gotcha. So I'm like, well, I love this as a kid. Does it hold up? And I I'll be the first one to tell you if it doesn't. Like, you know, there there are certain things where I was like, I love this as a kid, and that kind of still holds true. Sure. But I was an idiot as a kid. I'm an idiot now. I just <laughs> what it's did I take, know? I was just a child. It's going to take me another twenty years to realize what an idiot I am. So you know, it's just. <laughs> just comes with the territory man but yeah i'm so beholden to
1: my nostalgia i'll i will ride or die for stuff like super mario brothers the movie right
2: and that's not a bad way to live a life it really isn't no it's it's, like it is you you want to be happy or do you want to be right i mean there's (laughs) yeah
1: steven
0: hey you know what sometimes being right means being happy and sometimes being happy means being right
2: there's a, there's the quote of the podcast. Let me write that there you down.
0: Go. <laughs> yeah, scribble that in, put that, put that one in your next story. Something too. else I can
2: steal <laughs> along with. Does something back there sound like something back there?
0: <laughs> and, and I think like, cause the, the reason I think I remembered that line in particular was because she said, did anyone hear something back there that sounds like something back there? Beat, beat. Because I did really softly. Yeah, me. I think I, I think did. that was the rest of it. I think that was the rest of it. <laughs> and that it was it was that throwaway because I did that really sent me like uh-huh. to the point where I completely <laughs> didn't hear the rest of the line because because I did like I just did. kind of this indignant little well, yeah I I definitely heard that right <laughs> uh, that I just thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, Dennis Hopper, like '90s Dennis Hopper, not the best era for Dennis Hopper, quite frankly. So you know there's there he has some high points there in that that run but but i think he kind of helps like set the tone for this movie because everything he's doing is really everything around him is so out there and so crazy and he's playing everything so down to earth and Mm -hmm. so grounded that it helps all this ridiculous stuff feel completely real
2: whereas usually it's the reverse where he's in a you know a realistic setting and he's larger than life
0: right um I don't know. For me, the the high watermark for Dennis Hopper, at least of the performances of his that I've seen, is Blue Velvet. And you don't get much bigger nope, than you Frank Booth uh, in anything. <laughs> uh, you know, sucking on the nitrous and screaming. <laughs> um, you know, I just, that's just, if that's your mode for Dennis Hopper, this is going to be completely outside uh the retrospective that we uh keep referencing uh he says that he wanted to play this character because he wanted to play someone likable for once um I can see and, he, that. and he's really playing he's on a run of villains here since blue velvet kind of pigeonholes him in that that zone and you know space truckers he's he's the hero like he's just the down-to-earth guy
2: yeah as as heroic as as his character can be
0: right and uh,
2: <laughs> he, he kind of uh coerces a woman into marrying him but you know
0: sure i mean he apologizes for it later he does he
2: does he no grows. that doesn't
0: excuse it but he develops. Uh, no. <laughs> and yeah and no, he does you're... kind
1: of start out as like an unlikable curmudgeon like old guy like stuck in
0: his ways right absolutely yeah and it i mean you know it's it, it it's not the most woke movie in the world I'll, i will even even for
2: 1996 even for 2196, <laughs> it was very unwoke <laughs>
0: oh man yeah this this movie it's it's crazy how fun this movie is um do we do we want to while we're while we're here do we want to talk Stephen dorf at all i mean um, why not sure uh steven dorf who who we all probably know best as uh deacon frost
2: yeah yep I mean, from, that's, that's where i know him from, so. from
0: blade a movie he makes two years uh after this movie so he hasn't even made blade yet he's only still, two years jeez yeah, so he's he's two years away from his big uh, studio breakout, but um, hmm. you know he's he's uh, and then of course he's still uh, four years out from Cecil B. Demented, which is another of his the the all time great Stephen Dorff roles. There aren't a lot of them, but you know I would I would chalk this up there as one of the all time great Stephen Dorff roles, maybe top five at least. I, here's the thing. I've not seen a lot of Stephen Dorf movies, and I don't know where if you guys have seen any others besides uh, Blade. But I'm oh. I'm looking through his filmography here, and I'm seeing no. a lot of movies I don't really know. Yeah. No.
1: No. Really. To be honest, and, I didn't know he did anything after Blade. So when so. You, so
2: thirty seconds ago, when you asked us, should we talk Stephen Dorf? Brett and I should have answered
0: no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should. No. Have. We we can contribute nothing.
0: Here's the thing. He he is he's this in is the Michael Mann film. He. <laughs>
2: let's talk can about blade talk- for a while can we yeah. talk about blade
0: i was just talk about blade for a little bit because that's that's already got a franchise we're not gonna be able to talk about that anytime soon so. um he was in the michael mann film public enemy so i i guess i have seen another um okay. steven dorf movie. He, a future episode of this podcast immortals he was in that uh plays a character called Stavros. so we'll, we'll talk about steven dorf again and realize we have nothing to talk about except for at this at that point we'll be able to talk about how much we like him in space truckers absolutely. yay absolutely absolutely <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Steven Dorff from Space Truckers. <laughs> I that's going to be my joke about that's going to be my go-to Steven Dorff joke now. Steven Dorff parentheses from Space Truckers. Yeah, absolutely. Just
1: you know, it is pretend like you, you don't even recognize him from Blade. It's like yeah. what are you from
0: Blade? No, it's Space Truckers. It's that uh, you know that classic cinematic gold. Uh, uh Space Truckers. Yeah, come on. I've, I've seen Blade maybe twice, so I've seen this movie exactly half as many times as I've seen Blade. <laughs> and uh i've also seen it more recently than i've ever seen blade so there you go All right i've seen blade 2 i think more than i've seen the first blade
2: that is the best one that's the guillermo del toro one right uh, yes absolutely. Yeah. yeah kind of the uh prototype for that novel series and show that he did the strain the vampires are very similar
1: oh i love Has the, ever strain. Watched the strain yeah. strain is oh. so good I've never right. even heard of the strain. It's
2: good. It was uh, a was it Chuck Hogan that he co-wrote the trilogy of novels with, and they turned it into a show for FX. I think it was really good. Yes, super good, super good.
1: And also, the novels are different from very different. Well,
2: yeah. Did, did you read the good? novels? I don't know anything about them. I they <laughs>
1: Read the first one. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's it deviates a decent Doesn't. amount from the from the They're show. Typically,
2: they typically do. Yeah, I mean
0: that's the nature of adaptation. <laughs> it's just are those deviations? Do they add anything or subtract anything? It's kind of. The question right. we end up coming back to most times yeah and they seem to add stuff i i, I wasn't mad about it so good, okay. yeah good good
1: recommend high recommend
0: all right so the strength is it streaming anywhere
2: it was on hulu that's when yeah. I watched it, but that was like a year or two ago so i'm not sure if it's still there or not yeah is that, uh
0: 2014 with cory Stoll. Am yes I looking at the right thing yep, here okay indeed, indeed. i like cory Stoll. 46 episodes good heavens three seasons there's so much tv but it's really four good tv Stephen. four seasons apparently four seasons sorry hmm. how dare you get that number wrong well i get a lot of stuff wrong on this podcast Stephen. i don't know if you've heard you <laughs> should yeah i don't listen to this podcast i just you know i record it in the moment that's not true i do actually listen back to old episodes <laughs> uh i mean Corey stole david bradley and a lot of actors i've never heard of so david bradley is
2: amazing in that show i love his character
0: I mean, I just so like my the last movie I watched in 2020 was uh, Hot Fuzz, uh, in which he nice. has a very small role in uh, a very memorable one as Absolutely. the country bumpkin who no one understands.
2: <laughs> I do for this one. What do you mean this one?
0: She <laughs> mine. That's a lot of junk. Great. I love it. <laughs> uh, which, of course, my sister knows him from uh, the, the franchise, which shall not be named any longer. So. My sister and wife both being big fans of that unnameable franchise. So I don't, I
2: don't know what that is. Can you like, can you write on a piece of paper and hold it up to your camera? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Brett's going to edit this part out when I say the name of the franchise that shall not be named. Got it.
2: Unshun. Got it. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there, there's a clean edit edit point where you'll, you'll, he'll just edit out the name. So everyone who knows knows and everyone who doesn't doesn't. So.
2: Gotcha. But yeah. I've never seen a single one of those. So I guess I'm good.
0: I guess you are okay. yeah you're fine right. Right. you're fine
2: because here's
0: the thing if, if you get through all that one you're going to want to get through the next one and the next one's unwatchable so okay yeah got it so best not to start if and at this point if you haven't seen them you really don't want to so yeah.
2: i believe that i believe yeah. that. i didn't want to see him when i was young i don't really have any interest now there you go i so, love how we edit out what we're talking about where we're keeping the three minutes afterward where we keep talking about what we can't talk about
0: no that's that honestly that's the bit that's i think what makes this fun <laughs>
2: fantastic <laughs> fantastic
0: and and, and and but here's the thing we're not like a big podcast so no one's really going to be curious as to what we're talking about
2: well you um, know i mean everybody they, has to start somewhere
0: it, it might be a minor annoyance for them but um yeah gotcha I i, I don't know if it, if this were blank check, it would drive people absolutely insane. Or, yes,
1: just, or just go look up who David Bradley is and connect the dots.
0: Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, if you go <laughs> to his IMDb page, it's probably just movies from this franchise and his known for. So, unfortunately, I even or have you... a
1: pop figure of his character from The Strain. I love his
0: character so much. Oh, okay, yeah, they um, made pop a figures character. from The Strain. Yes, they did. For a show I've never heard of, this thing had uh, cultural legs.
2: It did. It was a great show. It's, it's very show. good.
0: It's very good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm hypercritical of everything
2: and I I enjoyed it quite a bit
0: wonderful take on
1: the vampire genre
2: yes a very tired tired genre so it's really nice to see something that's fresh and original and kind of combines both like is this a podcast about The Strain? Are we talking about The Strain? <laughs> it's is a Strain podcast now. Are we done with Space Truckers? Let's go. <laughs> Let's
0: talk about The Strain some more. Uh, I guess I guess we're just talking about The Strain now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, man. Sometimes you you listen to the show. You know how we do. Absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes it's more fun to talk around the movie and just let these tangents kind of
2: that's why I was so excited to do Follow this. I was like, well, they get on course. there and they just kind of meander and I can, I can meander with the best of them. So let's do it. I mean,
0: that's, that's mostly what podcasting is, is just listening to con- people have conversations. And if they're interesting conversations, you don't really mind. It's very true. And basically you're, you're getting to live the dream of every person who's ever listened to a podcast and been like, man, I'd love to just sit down and talk with those guys. Cause here you are sitting down talking with us.
2: I am living the dream, 100%. There
0: you are. This is If this is a dream, we're all living it together. And what Absolutely. a great time to be alive. Um, the year of our Lord, 2021. Indeed. Um, so shall it be written, so shall it be done. Uh, do we have anything else to say with regard to space truckers, or do we need to kind of move on to the...
2: Move on to the strain? Yeah, we're ready.
0: Okay. Great, great. Okay. So the strain uh, was a, a television show that came out in 2014 on FX. <laughs> Uh, it was a forty-three-minute procedural starring Corey Soule and David Bradley and some other actors I've never heard of. I've never seen an episode of it, but I'm going to talk about it fairly intelligently right now. Red TV MA. Um, that's all I got.
2: That's it. No, that's it. The bit is over. Moving on. Okay.
0: <laughs> we we drove it we drove it into the ground and it's it's over. If you don't um, call college try. <laughs> I mean, that's all, it's all you can ask of me. Honestly, it's probably more than you should, should ask of me, quite frankly. <laughs> um, so here's the fun thing. Uh, I know this movie got a theatrical release, but there's literally no information about it on the internet. Um, I went to the numbers dot, uh, the-numbers.com, which is where um, it kind of took over from Box Office Mojo, and I typed in uh, space truckers, and uh, there's, there's nothing there. Uh, And then I went to IMDb to try to find its opening weekend to try to narrow down the opening weekend. The opening weekend for this movie is April 20, 2007 or uh, no April, 1997 was the uh, was the release date for this movie. So I have no idea uh, what this, uh, but according to uh, Wikipedia, it made $2 million on a $25 million budget.
2: Okay.
0: Um, So, I mean, you know, spent a lot of money, made very little money, which, uh, it's not getting a sequel. I went to uh, Metacritic. There is this Metacritic has never heard of this movie, which is rare for Metacritic. But let's be honest, this people talk about movies that don't exist. If this were not on Amazon to buy, this would be a movie that does not exist because where else would we find this movie to watch?
2: Just in garage sales, flea markets. That's the only place you would find this movie.
0: And it would, it would feel like such a weird curio. And you would probably never pick it up to all you. Well, you might, Joseph, but the rest of us probably. Oh, 100%.
2: Wouldn't. Yeah. You, I, I looked at a list of like 400 films. I was like, that one. Exactly. 10 seconds in, I scrolled down. That one. Space yeah. truckers. You were like,
0: space truckers, huh? Interesting. Truckers so,
2: yeah. in space. Truckers Sold. in space. Take my money. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Shut up and take my money.
0: <laughs> um, it is, however, on Rotten Tomatoes, the t- uh, tomatometer score is uh, 15. Percent okay. out of a hundred, so uh, not generally one that uh, critics found favorable. Uh, there is, however, no critical consensus. That's based on only thirteen critical reviews, uh, so not a lot of critics even saw this movie. Sure. Which tells me it probably didn't get a wide release. It probably opened fairly limited and then never platformed and never expanded. Uh, would Makes be my sense. guess. Uh, and then uh, the uh, letterbox rating is generally a little more favorable. It's uh, two point seven stars out of five joseph as our guest so why don't you tell us uh out of, if, out of five stars how would you rate space truckers
2: um the amount of fun i had with this movie i would and this might be a little generous i'm gonna say three and a half okay because i did i did enjoy my ride with this i enjoyed the long haul i enjoyed the open road of space i enjoyed <laughs> insert other silly things here
0: keep going i'm having a blast this is wonderful <laughs>
2: keep,
0: keep it going uh brett no, what about you it was, it was you? great
2: it was good
1: brett, uh, out of five i i i also gave it a three and a half nice i had a lot of fun i can't i can't complain look is there stuff to say that isn't good about this movie sure but why would you it's just a fun time Quit picking on space
0: truckers. <laughs> Leave space truckers alone. As- hashtag, tra- hashtag, has- justice for space truckers. <laughs> hashtag justice
2: for space truckers. That's our friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whereas I gave it three. So not okay. not quite as favorable as you guys, but but still sure. I would say I would say a favorable review. It's the yeah. same review I or same uh, score I ended up giving uh, Evil Dead remake, so okay which i generally came down favorably on as well so i you know i i liked it is it like i said earlier is it a great movie no but it's ridiculous and it's fun and it's it's fully realized for what it is and i i I had a good time absolutely Uh, i if if this movie were released on blu-ray i would purchase it so vinegar syndrome i would borrow
2: the blu-ray copy from either brett or steven (laughs)
0: <laughs> well you don't need to well, I, I guess i none of us need to do that now because we all yeah we amazon. all own it now don't we <laughs> right at least until amazon decides to revoke our ownership but so yeah. is this
2: is this what you call it guys call the disenfranchised bump when everybody's listening <laughs> to the show and they have to they have to go buy the movie so there's that bump in sales
0: yeah su- such as it is I, I i legitimately don't think it's going to get much of a bump from us <laughs> hey, look, um,
2: you got three brand new we're three.
0: probably the first three people to buy this movie in years (laughs) maybe ever quite frankly maybe ever who knows because let's be honest i i doubt people are really clamoring for it it's got a name the name is exactly what the movie is but it also tells you the kind of movie it is and the only other title that i can think of and maybe you guys can think of some other ones but the only one i can think of off the top of my head that does that tells you exactly what it is but also the kind of movie it is is snakes on a plane
2: no that's that's analogous that works
0: yeah. yeah just you know what, what's the movie about it's about truckers in space it's about snakes on a plane uh but also it absolutely just sets the tone for the kind of ridiculousness you're going to see up on screen absolutely uh, yeah. and i don't i don't i don't know of any other movies that do that uh, if you can think of one we've given you a couple hashtags you can tag us with <laughs> but uh but yeah
1: so what what do you guys think
0: a sequel would look like man mm. i just want to see i want to see john Canyon and Mike Pucci and cindy uh whose last name i don't remember because they only mention it once at the very end of the movie um i want to see the three of them just and and of course barbara crampton uh who plays cindy's mom you gotta is, bring her you back. Know,
2: barbara crampton of course because the stuart gordon movie
0: yeah uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah it's it, she's, she's like, in pretty is much regular. every
2: one of them yeah
0: right but i just want to see the three of them driving around and having space trucking adventures
2: like all in those uh, square hogs from mars to earth i'd watch that
0: right i mean but here's the thing like you could do like they they kind of hint at another possibility of what could be a another plot is you know his cargo gets stolen and so he's got a you know truck across the galaxy to get his stolen cargo back before the other guys get there like Absolutely. You know, turn it into like a, a race movie or something i mean here's the thing with with characters like this and, and a world this lived in it doesn't have to be like Military robots gone wild. You know, it could just be something fairly simple and something fairly
2: innocuous. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they 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 killed the president of the world. So, I mean, where do you go from there? Right the the
0: the here's 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 my note on the president. A president who uses his business connections to take the office and then buys his way out of criminal proceedings? Yeah,
1: that'll be the day. And, and here comes Stephen's bit of referencing how this
0: movie is a lot like Donald Trump. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's just, that's like the absurdity of Donald Trump is he's just so, like, cuckoo banana pants that, he's, ev- you, like, let's think of the worst possible president we could ever have and, like, make our movie around that. And then we get a president that's literally all of that. It's just cuckoo uh, sure. banana pants to me, man. He's, I don't know.
1: He's a movie villain. He's a cartoon movie villain. We get it.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying anything new. Um, actually, Joseph, I want to talk more about you at this point. Um, okay. About uh, some of your work, because this is usually the part where we'd be wrapping up an episode, but we've never had a guest before. Uh, but you are uh, you are an author. Uh, you are a filmmaker. You are a, uh, a a radio drama director. Like you're you're a you wear a lot of hats including the one you have on right now, backwards, yep. Really cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, you, you know, you wear a lot of hats, you do a lot of things. Tell us a little bit about The Endless Elsewhere. Tell us where we can find your work. Tell us about some of your work, etc. cetera.
2: Sure. Um, well, to get it out of the way before I forget, EndlessElsewhere.com is kind of our main hub where you want to find everything. Like Stephen said, uh, we have novels, we have short stories, we have short films, we have film vignettes, we have audio dramas, we have photographic comic books, um, and I am now myself a podcaster with the Unmaking of Monsters podcast, which is kind of a a collection of all the audio dramas that I've been making over the years. Um, and we have a new show that's very Great much in the on works. That podcast, by the yes,
0: way. Yes,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Stephen, Mister Mister uh, Foxworthy here is a is a longtime contributor to those audio dramas. So if you enjoy the voice you're hearing on this podcast, slide over to the Unmaking of Monsters podcast and hear a lot of fun there. You'll hear him battling the forces of darkness, and it's it's yeah, quite the, fun.
0: the most recent one that we recorded the vampire bat um vampire bat. was uh that was basically like diehard with monsters which i had a l- and i'm john McClane, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun because i that's the only time i'll ever get to play john McClane in any situation so it was a funny lot of fun. funny
2: little quick anecdote to that is i uh i had my wife be the beta listener and so she said she was listening to it late at night Sitting at the table, listening to this incredibly violent and gory drama. But she also knits. So she's sitting there knitting while listening to the vampire bat. And she just said it was the funniest scene to her. Just doing this grandma activity while listening to just this very violent, very gory radio play.
0: Yeah, like lots of guttural screams and lots of squishing sounds. Oh, yes. uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah. pretty it's pretty it's, intense.
2: Yeah, we we went pretty overboard with this one. Uh, but we also have a new podcast coming out called the Endless Elsewhere Podcast, which is going to be a couple of other characters that we know from the universe that come together to start investigating all the goings-on. Um, and then, of course, Stephen's character and some other ones that we've heard in the previous podcast and previous films and previous short stories will actually show up in this podcast. So it's kind of everybody coming together and doing their thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's it's been a lot of fun. It's it's always gratifying as an actor. It doesn't happen often. But when when someone writes a role specifically for you and then lets you keep playing that role, it's, it's always very gratifying. So. Thank you. Publicly, thank you. For, <laughs> I know You're I've mo- thanked you, you privately many times, but publicly, thank
2: you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, like you said, it's been a haul. We are, what, 42 installments deep. An installment can be anything as big as an entire novel to anything as small as like a two-minute film vignette. So like any blip on the timeline is an installment. And I think we're at like 42 or 43
0: how long have you been working on the endless elsewhere?
2: Uh, we went public with everything in 2013. That was when we, when I released my first novel. It's when I launched the website, and it's when we did our first public, like appearance. It was like a book signing, like at a festival, like a Halloween festival. Um, does the so, goners, yeah.
0: the radio play, the goners precede that, or does that follow? We, all that?
2: we made that we made that all the way back in 2009. That was kind of a proto project that I made. And then set aside, moved on to other things, and then came back to it. Actually, uh, a friend kind of, of mine
0: grandfathered it into the world. Though. Exactly.
2: Yeah, it was it was too good not to use. No, but a friend of mine, he uh, he used to work for a local radio station, and so in 2014, I believe it was, he reached out to me about doing an annual radio show for their Halloween specials, and that's really how we started doing that. So most of the installments in the Unmaking of Monsters podcast are shows we made for the radio for Halloween so if that gives you a, a taste of what kind of you know what they're like you know that kind of thing it's
0: very mercury theater on the air war of the worlds kind of stuff
2: oh yeah for sure 100
0: uh which is it's always fun and of course i met you through your brother i did a short film with your brother and then you reached out to sam and said hey do you think the guy in your film would mind coming on here you and i hit it off immediately oh yeah and next and the rest thing you know, was history as i say. next thing you know you're you're writing comic books for me i was actually the the main character of your first comic book you were that you made like it's been it's been a wild ride it's been a lot of fun it's been fun seeing you reach the kind of success that you've reached you actually you're doing us a favor by, by being a guest on our podcast. Cause your podcast already has way more listeners than ours. It, uh,
2: it kind of took off on me. Um, yeah, it blew I, was really up, sur- I was really surprised by that. And I'm really, really happy with it. So yeah, anybody listening to this, go check that out. And then hopefully anybody listening to my stuff will make the connections with Steven and come over here because I really enjoy this podcast quite a bit. Like I said, it, it gets me through the night. I've got kind of a, uh, stressful tough night job at a laboratory during a pandemic and having this podcast to rely on it's it's very helpful so here's here's me thanking you publicly thank you
0: (laughs) oh you're you're more than welcome man it honestly you're we brett said it before you're our number one fan uh and that goes both for um the uh the the prime primacy like you are probably uh, like the the fan that likes us the most but also You're probably our very first fan because I think you listened to, rated, and reviewed our first episode before I even knew it was released.
2: Well, you have been doing me the favor for years now of reading my books and my short stories and my comics and reviewing them for me on Amazon. So it was the very least that I could do, and I was very happy to do it.
0: And hey, we'll we'll have to have you back uh, again when uh, the Endless Elsewhere podcast comes out because we absolutely
2: Absolutely.
0: want to talk to you more about that and uh we'll we'll let you pick another (laughs) crazy stupid wild out there movie to talk about
2: based solely on title i'm I'm gonna do the same thing again i want it to be ridiculous and something i've never seen before
0: (laughs) all right so yeah and there are really two ways that we we have another guest lined up and his was very much the opposite i'm like hey do you want to do something He. Gave me like ten films that he absolutely has very strong opinions on that he wants to talk about. So, okay, like it, they're they're two ends of the spectrum, and both of our first two <laughs> guests are are very much of that ilk. So
2: it's good variety. Uh, it's good variety.
0: We're thrilled to have you on. Uh, definitely, uh, after you uh, give a five star rating and review to Disenfranchised, swing in your podcatcher of choice over to the Unmaking of Monsters and give that one a five star rating and review as well. Um, we'll all appreciate it um brett you've been quiet for a little while do you have anything else you want to say man i mean look i didn't want to interrupt the love fest going on (laughs) Uh, (laughs) if you got something to add you got something to add. no man look it's
1: fine look i you know i hey put me in your stuff man yes
2: absolutely i am always looking for like new voices and i've gotten very accustomed to yours so you can absolutely count on it especially as we move into the next podcast i'm going to be needing a whole stable of voices for various parts so count yourself in my friend
0: I you know I do a lot of different accents too, right? So I can play multiple characters.
2: You can play – so you could play like, you know, just a regular guy. Then you could play like, like – could you, can you do a German accent? Oh, jawohl, mein er. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Thank that's you. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you.
1: You're going you're gonna to eventually make a podcast where it's just like five different Steven characters just talking to themselves.
0: I mean the vampire bat is essentially me having a conversation with myself for the whole episode oh yes
2: he is he is the (laughs) cast he is the two main characters talking to himself it it was
0: it was literally like when we went to record that and it wasn't that long it was probably within the last two months sure yeah i went in to record that and that was when i first floated the idea of you coming on this podcast and and talking with us you you had the script all typed out like you always do which Mm -hmm. i always appreciate because otherwise i'd be reading it off my phone <laughs> um and you you're like okay what character do you want to do first and i was not feeling like 100 it was just like a allergy thing mm-hmm. but like i was like let's get through the difficult stuff first and then i can just do the german accent and coast for the back half absolutely which is because i don't need to put any emotional weight into that voice at all
2: <laughs> and yeah you're a you're human live character he went on quite the uh quite the experience in that episode it was very it was a lot of fun to really like dig into it and like figure out who this guy was and there was a lot of times I needed you to really sell a concept or like some backstory or something and you always did you just nailed it so you took what could have been like very boring like exposition and just like sold it like you you didn't yada yada through it it was just it was beautiful
0: yeah I mean there were a couple times when you wanted me to yada yada through it and I did but
2: yeah absolutely
0: but I mean and and for a guy who I mean you you like you do like your exposition and I don't say that uh, the, uh, as an insult.
2: Well what I have write a when, lot of it. The problem that I have is that all the different types of media they all belong to a single story. So what I have to do for people who only listen to the podcast is go back and fill in bits they missed by not reading stories or comic books or watching a short film and I kind of paint myself into a corner that way but At the same time, I absolutely love the multimedia narrative. I love bouncing around between different stuff to tell the same story because I don't know if I've actually even mentioned that yet. The Endless Elsewhere is all one big, massive story. It takes place over about a 200-year period. And like I said, it consists of novels, short stories, there's short films, there's radio plays that are now podcasts. There are comic books. We keep saying comic books. They're actually photographic comic books. So think of a comic book with photographs instead of illustrations. Yeah, you you take a
0: bunch of actors out to various locations. Exactly. We We just kind of stand in a particular pose or make a certain face (laughs) and you snap a bunch of pictures and like, okay, now do this other thing. And so we'll do this other thing. And yeah.
2: We do we, we treat it like our short films where we go out but instead of acting you guys just kind of model and I you know I build sets and props and everything for it to make it all look really nice and Yeah that first one you built an
0: entire underground bunker
2: in your garage the fallout shelter that took me about 6 weeks yeah it turned out really well
0: So I show up and you're like oh hey yeah I'll just walking into the garage there and there's just <laughs> this and it smells like spray paint Yep. You know, it's a garage, so it's terribly ventilated. And I'm you know, just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what have you done? And you just got like stuff mounted to the walls. And oh man, it was insane.
2: It, uh it turned out pretty well. I'm really happy with that. It one. did.
0: It did. They all have. Uh and it's 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 a joy to it's a joy to be a part of. It's again, your success is um always great to see. And I'm happy to have contributed something to that as as both an actor and a reviewer. Honestly, I review out of love because I'm a fan. Like I I love your work. I've said before, I love world building and you've got some really great world building in your stuff. And part of it becomes, comes from the fact that everything is connected.
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: So you kind of have to expand on the world. Otherwise you're just telling a very basic boring story. And
2: honestly, not not to, not to make this entire podcast about my work, but In that same vein, I think that we've been able to accomplish as much as we have because everything we do, we're building on something we've already established. So like once we get one thing done, we do that and that and that. I think that's why we've been able to do, like I said, almost like, you know, 40, 50 of these things so far is that we're just always building on something we've already put down. And I have material for years to come. My wife just the other day said that you're going to die before you finish. And she's probably right. You probably will. Like, she's like you're gonna expire before you ever get to the end of this thing i was like well i called it the endless elsewhere for a reason <laughs> it, well, is, look, I, it is it uh,
1: is a look i love play. lore you know you know i love you know I love lore you listen yeah, to I've, the
0: podcast. I've
2: heard you speak of lore quite a bit yes
1: <laughs> man you got some great lore let me tell you i just Thank eat you. That i appreciate up. that i appreciate <laughs> so, that
0: yeah so i mean it, it everyone should check out jp7 and, and part of the cool thing about the endless elsewhere is you can Basically start wherever you want. Um, yes, you know, if you yes, want yes. to start with the free stuff. You've got short films on YouTube. You've got the, the Unmaking of Monsters podcast that you is really accessible and easy to slide into. Uh, if you want to, you know, put down a little bit of money, you can check out the short stories. You can check out the comic books. If you want to, like, go whole hog, you've got these great three great novels that you've written. I'm assuming at some point you're going to start working on a fourth one. Oh, 100%. OK, so, yeah, I mean, so there's there's all this stuff out there to, to really dig into.
2: And what we've tried to do, especially in the last couple of years, is on the website, we have a timeline where you can actually see where everything happens. But what I've tried to do to a make valuable look, for yes,
0: a valuable resource. Yes, absolutely.
2: Just just click on the story and it'll take you right to it. But what we've tried to do is. To make the story more digestible for people is that we've started making collections of stuff. So like I said, we took all the radio plays and put them into a podcast. That's the Unmaking of Monsters podcast. We took all the short stories I've done so far, put those into an anthology. That's the Endless Elsewhere Volume 1. And then we took all the comic books that we've done and put them into one gigantic 400-plus page photographic novel called The Regulars that came out just this year. Which looks beautiful too. It did, it, if did I can out. Say. it did turn out really well. I'm, I'm uber proud of that one. I love that thing so much. As you So, should. so you can follow the timeline. You can jump around if you want to, because that's what I most love, but I understand that not everybody wants to do that. So I'm like, Hey, just, you know, pick up a book, pick up a podcast. You can engage in just that if you want to. And my hope is that the people enjoy that enough to go back and check out everything else. So yeah. that's kind of how I've tried to craft it. And it's I exhausting. Mean, Yeah, if you want to go
0: through it chronologically, uh, you you basically have to start with three novels. So if you're not a reader, you probably don't want to go at it chronologically. Um, But the the, the stuff that's there to read is still very good. Like the first novel, as I was reading it, I was reminded a lot of Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which listeners on this podcast know I'm a big fan of those comics, if not the (laughs) film no no just, just cut it just cut it down it's not let's not talk about that we're not gonna I, talk you guys, about
1: can you
2: guys talk about the league of extraordinary gentlemen Should we don't want to no. talk about it Should we no, bring that up?
0: It's, it's not something that we've ever discussed but i mean in terms of you've got like various individuals with special abilities in the victorian setting or i guess it would be post victorian but still kind of around that turn of the century time frame kind of all of coming day, together yeah. it's it's very it, it reminded me very much of that like the whole first half of the novel is like a a getting the band together kind of travel log across America, uh, which is kind of fun.
2: One, uh, one one, thing I'll go ahead and give you guys a sneak preview of the, uh, the next podcast that I'm working on.
0: It's exclusive folks right here it's on Disenfranchise.
2: So what we're going to do with the Endless Elsewhere podcast is that each season is going to be highly reflective of each of the three novels. So the events are going to parallel each other because the Endless Elsewhere podcast is going to be an investigation of the stories and the content themselves but what's going to start happen to the people featured in the podcast is that the things from those stories start to happen. Oh, and we've built fuck. it up in we've built it up in such a way that it all makes sense. Like Stephen was saying In the Merely Mortal, my first novel, what makes the main characters special is that they've all not only confronted something supernatural, but they've bested it. That's what makes them special. That's why he gathers them all. So the characters from the first season of the Endless Elsewhere podcast, one of which is Stephen's characters, some of the other one, they've all confronted and bested something supernatural. So then when they all come together to fight the big baddie who, you know, spoiler alert, is the same baddie from the novel, you know, you can check that out if you want to. Um, so it all, it all, it's all going to very much parallel the novels themselves. And the, and the podcast is going to be kind of made for people who have not read the books, but who may now be interested enough to do so. So, like I said, I've crafted it in such a way where you don't have to engage in all the content because there are, you know, you know there's a thousand pages of book you could read if you wanted to, but you don't have to, you can just skip right into, you know, the podcast and everything else and hopefully not be too left out.
0: That's a really cool thing, man. I'm, I'm yeah. now even more stoked both to listen to and to be a part of participating. I
2: I have much more details which I'll give you I'll give you offline, but I wanted to give your listeners a taste of what the next podcast is going to be.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for that exclusive. That if that if that doesn't make people listen to this episode, I don't know what will. <laughs> I mean, you've already put something on social media about how you're recording this episode with us today. And we know you will again when the episode okay. comes out here in a few weeks. So, of course, man, we just we appreciate you. You're such a fan of the, the podcast. We appreciate the work that you put out of your own. And we want to do our part to amplify it. So if by some chance you're listening to this episode. For some other reason than because Joseph's on it, uh, <laughs> definitely go check out his work. Uh, you will be glad you did because it's it's all a lot of fun. Uh, and if you like listening to my dulcet tones, you're going to hear him a lot in, in his work because I'm in a lot of those things. And he's, like fanta-
2: that- he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Oh, he's, he's, he's underselling it. He's thank you. the reason that I've called him back so often. The reason he's become one of the main characters is because he's a fantastic actor. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic.
0: he's very good. He's you're very good, Steven. Thank he you. Really is, I, yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I have a particular opinion about myself, but it's always, it's always gratifying to hear that other people enjoy what you do as well. So absolutely. Uh, so thank you very much. Um, I guess, uh, unless anyone a else has, oh, man, this is just embarrassing <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, anyone else have anything to say either about uh, the endless elsewhere, space truckers, this podcast, I, I mean, anything else anyone wants to say or should we just wrap her up?
2: I think you guys were going to give me your opinion on Star Wars real quick. Oh, Brett, we'll right.
0: You.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got another hour or two, right? Let's get right. into it. Absolutely. I've cleared my entire
2: afternoon. Let's do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could talk about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen afterwards. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe Steven's opinion on Dorian Gray. It'll be oh, fantastic.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, here's the thing. I don't know if people are ready, really, to hear my opinion on Dorian Gray. <laughs> I know I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you had heard it before. Because we had had that conversation once before. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: uh, I just, just on that subject, they, uh, the last season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina dropped on Netflix recently, and Dorian Gray is a character in that, and um, they killed him off, and I was very gratified. Okay, well, very good. Yeah, so I uh, just to make that as painless as possible. Uh, this has been Disenfranchised. Hey, if you like what you've heard, find us on the social medias. Actually, Joseph, where can we find you on social media? Where, where is your social media presence?
2: Well, the best thing to do is just go to endlesselsewhere.com that has links to all of the social media, like the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, all that stuff.
0: And, you're, and um, you're on all of it too.
2: Yes, we do. We try to have a presence on all of it so people can get a hold of us if they need it. Uh, but yeah, endlesselsewhere.com, just start there, and that has literally everything you could possibly need to know.
0: Uh, including a store so if you want to buy some autograph stuff some stuff that Joseph yes has if you had in his you, hands
2: and signed if you purchase anything from us directly i will sign it and put some blood on it or whatever you want
0: you also do some conventions here around town when when conventions actually happen around town
2: yeah i actually just put in my application for uh the indianapolis comic con which will be here in mid-october of 2021 so we'll see if the world has settled down enough by the I, uh I hope we so hope too. I, I was really, with you really, at the
0: 2019 con and yes,
2: that was a lot was of fun a, oh it was a blast i really miss doing those things they're just they're so
0: fun and of course it, brett is a regular dragon con attendee as well so oh nice gen that's con. one up in chicago gen con ah i mean, gen 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 gen, Con. Gen, sorry right. I'm gen con. why do i think gen con and dragon con are the same thing they're absolutely not nope. probably because it's a gaming thing and i equate dragons with gaming it's it never mind i'm an idiot <laughs> is what it comes down to i'm a big old dum-dum hmm. uh you can find us on social media on uh, Twitter at pod. You can also send us an email disenfranchpod at gmail.com. Uh, we're still waiting for anyone to email us with a suggestion of a failed franchise starter for us to cover in 2021. No one has yet. Guess no one. Wants uh, to sounds like something I'm going to have
2: anything. to do. Let me take a note of that. <laughs> email. <laughs>
0: Here's the thing: If you write us and suggest an episode, we're just gonna have you back to talk about it.
2: Okay, I like that. I've enjoyed my time here. I'll be back. Yeah,
0: it, it's a good. Yeah, anytime, man. Seriously, anytime. <laughs> uh, we're we're happy to have you. Um, yeah. You can find me on uh, uh what am I on Twitter, Letterbox, and Instagram? Yeah, that's right. At Chewy Walrus. <laughs> good heavens, it's been a it's been a day. <laughs> 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 Brett, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at Gunslinger
1: Fire. That's all, all right.
0: There, you. There you go. Just, just the, just those two. I
1: generally hate social media, so I've pretty much burned it all to the ground, except for those two. Amen, I mean, here's, brother.
0: Here's Amen. the thing: you're, you're on social media. You're gonna see a lot of bad takes about a lot of things, or you could just listen to me talk for any length of time, and you'll probably hear a ton of bad takes. So that is true
2: facts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, slam! I'm, I'm gonna just go kidding. now. You guys, you just guys work this out.
0: Just kidding! I love ah, you, buddy. It's all good. It's all. Good. Close,
2: close my window out. You guys have a heart to heart.
0: Uh, anyway, Joseph, it's J.P. Leck, uh, Endless Elsewhere. Definitely check out all his stuff. Uh, EndlessElsewhere.com is his website. Um, as for us, we'll be back next week with another failed franchise starter. So until then, I'm Stephen Foxworthy for Brett Wright and myself. Hashtag bring back Debbie Mazur. Hashtag justice for space records. Yeah. All right. So Joseph, you were asking me about my opinions on Star Wars. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yeah. So, okay. So first of all,